Good evening. This is Quintus Curtius, and thank you for joining me once again on our podcast. And I'm pleased to announce that I went out today and bought a new microphone, one that really is suitable for the specific type of podcasting that we do here. And now you'll be able to enjoy my sonorous, mellifluous voice, free of any distractions, interference, or interruptions. So I'm sure you're happy about that. And I'll make every effort here to live up to your vocal expectations. What I wanted to talk about tonight was the idea of letting go of the resentments and the anguish of the past. Letting go of the resentments and anguish of the past. And it's very interesting. I got the idea to talk about this subject from reading some correspondence recently from a young man. It was very poignant, touched me very deeply because it reminded me of experiences I had had when I was his age, when I was very young. And I think he's writing to us and he was in his uh, maybe early 20s. Anyway, the story that he conveyed was he was talking about going to a bar and he was seeing two guys and two girls flirting and uh, enjoying one another's company and then they left together and he presumed that they went home and had sex or explored intimacies with each other. And he was basically saying that, you know, I, I just, when I see that, it just burns my, it just burns me up. I really just can't accept that. That should have been me when I was 20 years old. That should have been me in that situation. Why is it I never had those opportunities? Why is it I never learned game? Or why is it I never learned how to interact socially with women? And I was unable to achieve that level of success that I perceive that these other people have. And these, these were his sentiments. And he was, you could just feel the anguish and the anger coming through in the writing. And he posted this on a forum. And I found this, and he, he also uh, talked about how he felt motivated to sit down and to write an email to friends or parents of his and lash out at them and say, you know, why is it that you were never there to help me? Why is it you never told me the things I needed to do? Why is it that you lied to me? Why was I fed this lie? Why was I deliberately misled? And so his anger and his frustrations really revolve around two things. One is the consciousness of lost opportunities. And two, the idea that one was deliberately misled or lied to. And these are powerful motivators. We shouldn't make light of them. We shouldn't sweep them under the rug. These are powerful motivators and they generate severe resentments. And I wanted to do a podcast about this because in many ways, I really sympathize with this young man. I myself had similar experiences a long time ago, which I can relate to you now. And this must have been, gosh, it must have been in the, the early 90s, maybe, you know, the very early 90s. 
And, you know, people often talk about how you can never really define a moment where your thoughts changed or your life changed. Sometimes you can. And this was one of those moments I simply had reached a point where failure was no longer acceptable. And I was sitting in a movie theater alone and I saw, again, very similar to this guy, you know, two guys and two girls come into the theater and sit down. And in my mind, my hater mind, I suppose at that time, you know, I thought that um, the guys were, you know, below average in, in looks and composure and the women were attractive. And I just said to myself, why is it, you know, why can't I have that? Why don't I have that? You know, what am I doing wrong? Why is it that I'm following all the rules that society is telling me to do? I'm a nice guy. I'm playing by the book. I'm doing all the things. I'm working hard. I'm, I'm out there busting my ass all the time. And why am I getting nothing? And why is it that others seem to have the things that I don't have? And it's difficult to explain, really, across the decades, just how furious I was. Even now, I look back and I marvel at it in some ways. And I was sitting there getting more and more steamed. And after a while, I was so furious, I just, get up, I just got up and left before the movie even started. I just got up and left. I could not handle it. Could not. And... I look back now and I think that that was the moment at which the divine thought crystallized in my head to improve in those areas that I knew I was lacking. I changed everything. I said to myself, no more failure. I was sick and tired of failing with women. I would not accept failure anymore, especially since all the other aspects in areas of my life I felt I had achieved success in. And this was the one area that I was unable to crack. So I forced myself to change. I changed everything. Clothes, habits, dress, conversation, everything. I didn't have the tools that I needed to change, so I sought out other people who did have those tools, who had the smooth social skills, and I imitated what they did. Because sometimes you have to do that in life. I didn't come from an environment where I had a lot of role models to follow in the social graces. I didn't come from a, a school or an environment where I had a lot of nurturing or ways to develop myself. I went to a small town public school, a very small town public school, and there was little to nothing in the area of uh, self-improvement or nurturing or, or, or you know, developing of, of young men who were ambitious. There was just nothing there. And it wasn't that anybody was out to get you. It's not that anyone is out to hurt you or deliberately get you. It's just that they just don't know. It's not part of their DNA. It's not part of their worldview. So in any case, I was able to improve gradually and modestly. Because there's always, there's, there are always going to be people who are going to be better than you at these things. There are always going to be people who are going to be better at certain things than you are. But that doesn't mean that everyone can't achieve a certain level of, of success. And on my own modest scale, I began to see results. 
So anyway, the point of what I'm trying to say is this. I sympathize with what this young man was saying, and I understand it. I really understood it. When he wrote that comment and I read it, it just leaped out at me, and I said, wow, okay, so there... Now now we know. Now we know there are others out there. And I'm sure there are many listeners out there now who can relate their own stories of repressed rage and frustration. And it's okay to convey those stories because I think the ones who don't tell those stories are the ones who still have not made the jump to improvement. There's nothing wrong with being deficient in anything. Everyone's deficient in some things. But those who really have courage... Those who really have balls are those who seek out the opportunities to improve themselves. There are so many guys out there, so many women out there, who take refuge in the comfortable knowledge that they don't need to improve. They don't want to put themselves out. They don't think they need to improve. They've already arrived. They're perfect. And if there's a problem, well, it's the world's problem. It's not them. It's the world's problem. And you're going to see people like that all through your life. And these are the people who are what I call losers. People who refuse to accept the fact that they need to undertake methods to correct their deficiencies. They refuse to acknowledge the fact that they have deficiencies. It's a self-defense mechanism. They're unable to come to grips with this reality. Whereas... The men who truly are courageous are those who acknowledge their deficiencies, admit them, and then take steps to address them. And this is the hardest thing. Let me tell you, this is the hardest thing in the world to do. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. And very, very few are able to do it. And that's why we spend so much time talking about self-improvement, because it's so rare. It's such a rarely practiced skill. But then the question becomes, how do you deal with the lingering sense of rage and resentment that you get from the abuses and the disgraces and the anguish that you felt when you were younger? Because let me tell you, those things never really go away. Even when you have achieved success, even when you have overcome those obstacles, even when you have have made that great leap forward, there is always a lingering sense of grievance. There is always a lingering sense of grievance. And it comes from those two twin sources that I spoke of earlier, the knowledge that you were lied to and those wounds that never heal. The pain and the wounds of the humiliations that you had to suffer when you were going through the learning process or before you undertook the learning process. But we have to let go of this anger. We just have to. We have to let it go. Why is that? Well, I think there are four main reasons why we need to let go of these feelings of anger and repressed rage. The first is The people around you at that time were probably just as clueless as you were. Your parents, your friends, your co-workers, they didn't necessarily maliciously and deliberately set out to thwart your efforts and intentions to improve, although that does happen. 
more likely it was that they probably just did the best they could, but they didn't have the tools to help you. If you never enjoyed success socially and you want to blame people for it, you want to blame your parents, you want to blame your environment, you can do that. But you need to understand that more often than not, more likely than not, probably your parents did the best they could with the tools they have, but they just did not have the capabilities to give you the tools they need, the tools that you needed to improve. They came from a different generation. These struggles, these challenges that we're facing now in this generation are unlike any that have been faced before, regardless of what they say. Every generation has its own challenges. The previous generation had its own challenges, and our generation has its. And our, our generation's challenges are those challenges of the soul. Those challenges of the soul, and that's why our generation probably is in greater need of philosophy and self-improvement than previous generations because we have been abandoned spiritually. We have been left by the wayside. We have been cut loose from our moorings and we have been left to float freely in the ether to fend for ourselves while those who were tasked to help us and to be the guardians of the gates did nothing and allowed the situation that we have now to develop. But that's a subject for a different podcast. But on a human level, your parents and your co-workers, or your friends, I should say, they did the best they could with the tools they have, but they just couldn't help you. The second reason you should let go of these angers and resentments is simply the fact that focusing on the injuries and resentments of the past will blind you to the opportunities that exist now. Life is all about a stream of opportunities that are coming downstream at you constantly, and you have to reach out and grab these opportunities or you'll miss them. If you keep thinking about the resentments and if you keep nurturing those grievances of the past, you have to let it go. You must let it go. The third reason why you should let go of the anger of the past is simply the fact that maybe your old failures helped you in some ways that you cannot yet appreciate. Maybe those old failures and those old shortcomings somehow worked to your advantage. Maybe they helped mold you into the man that you are now. Maybe they helped shape you consciously into what you are now. A man is a product not just of his successes and achievements, but he's also a product of his angers, his rage, and his grievances. And some of us need to hold on to those grievances and hold on to that rage because it helps us retain our edge where we need to be sharp. The fourth reason why we should try to let go of the grievances of the, of the past is simply the fact that jealousy is an acid that eats away at the soul. You will always feel like someone is getting more than you. You're always going to feel like someone out there is doing better than you, getting more than you, profiting more than you, enjoying life more than you, having more success than you. There's no end to it. And this is why the Stoics teach us that virtue 
is the ultimate reward. Self-improvement is the ultimate reward. To be fixated and focused on the material things of this world and the voluptuary pleasures of this world, like women, food, drink, things like that, is ultimately a fool's errand. It's ultimately a fool's errand. And it's very easy to say this, I suppose. It's easy for me to say this. But to put it into practice is very difficult because the sensory stimulus that we men feel when we see these sensual delights is very strong. It's a very powerful motivator. And to say that it's not would be to blind ourselves to the reality of stimulus and response. But yet we have to try to train ourselves to do just that. We have to try to train ourselves to do just that, or else we're always going to be in turmoil and in angst. Turmoil and in angst. So these are my thoughts on letting go of the anguish and the resentments of the past. And these are my thoughts on the four reasons why we should let go of the angers and resentments of the past. So the next time you find yourself find yourself feeling these type of thoughts remember these things remember these four points and try to put them into practice thank you for joining me tonight i'm quintus curtius good night